0: Welcome to NextCast. My name is Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. NextCast is a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. Every episode, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation both inside and outside the classroom. This episode, we speak to Colin Flint, who teaches advertising in the School of Media Studies and Information Technology. We'll be talking to Colin about research he's done into the way students perceive and experience their internships, research that was recently published in the first issue of JITE the Journal of Innovation in Polytechnic Education. Welcome to Nextcast, Colin.
1: Thank you, Nate.
0: Um, To start out, I was wondering if you could just briefly tell us what kind of work you do here at Humber.
1: Okay, so I teach in uh, various advertising programs. It was called the Media Studies I teach a creative
2: advertising um, degree program and an account management program. And in those programs, there's one of the programs where your students actually go out and do an internship. Well, all of them do.
1: Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. There was Excellent. one particular one, which was the one I, I did research amongst. But uh, just about all the students in the advertising program go out for internships at some point in their, in their programs.
0: Okay. Um, and you mentioned you did, you did some research. And what you did was you sort of looked into their perceptions of these internships, you know, before and after they'd gone through them. How, how did you come about sort of wanting to look into that? What
1: was the what was the inspiration for that? Well, it's – I was kind of – there's a lot happening in the kind of media world talking about internships. And, as uh, you know, people having opinions on whether they were good or bad and and whether they should be paid and unpaid and what mm-hmm. they should involve and all that kind of stuff. Which I thought, yeah, you and know, it's all important questions, but there seemed to be one voice that was missing, which is the students'. Right. Nobody was actually asking them what they wanted or what what they got out of the internship and how valuable it was to them. So I thought, let's go out and talk to them. Let's ask them. It's that simple. Just
0: just yeah. <laughs> bring them into
2: the conversation. Yeah, and no one had it up to that point. So I, I I wanted to do that. And and. How, what was the process? When did this start? When did you sort of start doing this uh, well, research? I mean, it seems like it's taken forever, I have okay. to say. <laughs> but, uh, um, this,
1: uh, I guess the first thing is, is I, if you're doing research at Humber, it has to be applied research. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing I had to do was to find a partner. Uh, so I went out and uh, talked to the ICA, the Institute of Communications Agencies, uh, to see if they would be, wondering. they were interested in this topic too. And it turns out they were, because uh, they are obviously very, they represent all the advertising and other agencies uh, in town or in the country. And one of their mandates is to kind of help the next generation of people come into the industry to keep the industry alive and to f- and to find those people and nurture them. So they were very interested to know sort of what was happening around internships. They had a number of programs. They'd spoken to their members and things like
2: that. Uh, but they were also interested in what the what the interns do. Thought. They bring in internships interns themselves or uh, occasionally more their their members have. The-
1: it's more their members uh, bring in interns, and just an, uh, the vast majority of their members do bring in interns. Mm-hmm. So it, it was on behalf of their members
0: Right. But it is a conversation that's going on in industry
1: then. Absolutely, yes. Are these effective? Are they doing the right? Uh, yes. And on top of that, there's kind of concerns about uh, what's a, r- a fair way to treat the interns mm-hmm. and, and, and those kind of things. So they're all – those issues are, are there. And what's the most effective way of getting the right people and helping them succeed? Uh, so that was a starting point. The next, the next thing was to kind of get Humber on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Humber were great. Um, so uh, I had, the research department at Humber were very helpful. Krista originally in Magdalena were very useful and, and helpful in, getting, in, in getting, helping me get the money and helping me also to get a, uh, a research assistant. So Juhi, who's my joint author, uh, was my research assistant. And she was just invaluable because she knew, knew all the stuff about kind of programs and entering data and manipulating data, all that stuff I really know nothing about. Right. <laughs> so she kind of took that role. Uh, you brought
0: the soft skills and she brought the uh, <laughs> I guess, the yes, data yes. skills. That's <laughs> right.
1: And, and, and also my associate dean, which at the time was Nancy and was Bob took over were really supportive in terms of finding me time to do the whole thing.
2: So I had a lot of help, mm-hmm. uh, but it still, it took, it's, it takes a lot of time. There's a lot of processes you have to get through. And uh, while you were doing it,
0: were there uh, were there some surprises you were finding as you were talking to the students? And...
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the obvious issues going in was pay. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. In my particular case, about 39% of the students were paid minimum wage or more, okay. But the majority weren't, uh, and that's fairly standard, I think, across a lot of in- industries. And I was, so I was kind of looking, wanted to see what they thought about that. And not surprisingly, they weren't too happy about that. <laughs> right. And it was one of the biggest dissatisfactions they had. And and when I asked them how could you improve the internship, pay me
2: mm-hmm.
1: was kind of a very Absolutely. was a common thing. Uh, Kind of what slightly surprised me was that it didn't seem to impact uh, their, their satisfaction they had with the experience. They were all, nearly all, satisfied with, with their internship experience. They had a good time, they learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they didn't, and the lack of pay didn't seem to be a big issue in that. What really mattered to them was were they getting the good experience?
2: Were they getting real experience? Were they working on real projects?
0: Right. And yeah. I would
2: imagine going, going into the internships before, that was, that was the, the bigger concern. It
0: was almost a, a more looming concern that this, this idea of being paid or not paid. But then when they're in the midst of it, maybe, does, did they feel like, oh, there's this other currency we're, we're sort of picking up?
1: I think it's more that they – it's kind of – it's a given. Right, I'm, you resign oh, yourself. to You it. resign yourself right. to it. Uh, it's not ideal, but I'm still I'm going to get something good out of this, mm-hmm. so it's still worthwhile. So I, I think that's kind of more,
2: more of their attitude to it. And then was that probably the, the the biggest takeaway you took from that? Was that? That's that's only one of the takeaways. The the other the thing the other
1: thing which I kind of did struck me when kind of digging into the data, was, uh, looking at some of the students, uh, which was about just about a third or just over a third, who were on OSAP. Mm -hmm. So those were accumulating student loans. And the crazy thing is your internship isn't covered by OSAP.
0: Oh, right. It cuts off at the end of your in-class term. Yes, that's right.
1: So uh, so suddenly you're not actually getting any money, and if you're not being paid, that becomes critical. So uh, the majority of those students had to seek out internships which are paid. Uh, which they, and a lot of them found that. But it's that's kind of struck me as fundamentally wrong. Uh, it, it's disadvantaging those students. Those students uh, are cut off from a lot of internships, which they probably want to do. But also from the other point of view, the agencies are losing some of the best talent because that talent can't afford to spend, in our case, 14 weeks without being paid. Did you this was probably outside the scope of your research,
0: but did you find any you know, suggestions on how to fix that or was it just that 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 was the concern?
1: Well, and there are genuine issues here. I know certainly from the agency's point of view, uh, they have to actually invest quite a lot in looking after interns, particularly the early, in their first few weeks. Uh, so so it's kind of, so they're, they're not getting if they, if they end up paying the interns, they're probably not getting full value from those interns. But on the other hand, they are getting value. So I think there's some, there are some w- solutions. It, in the end, I think probably, probably the best solution is to end up paying them. And uh, it's, going to, it's not going to be a full amount, but it's you know, sort of minimum wage and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that, avo- that avoids a lot of the issues. And what one, kind of one issue related to it is, is that uh, the, the Ontario law uh, doesn't want people to be doing real work right. if, they're, if they're not being paid. But that's, of course, exactly what the students want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They want to have that real work. So, so I, I, you know, a solution which says let's, not give, let's steer them away from real work and give them projects... Wouldn't, the students wouldn't be happy with that.
0: Beyond the, uh, beyond the question of pay, what were some of the other findings you had? You mentioned one of the biggest uh, um, you know, deciding factors in terms of their perception was this issue of are they really getting something out of it? Are they really learning something? Is, there, is it an enriching experience? Um, what were some of the factors that were at play at there? What were the, some of the things that made them feel it was a, an enriching experience?
1: Well, the two main things that really made them feel good, that uh, it was satisfying, was doing real work, and so real projects for real clients. Uh, and the second thing is working with industry professionals, mm-hmm. so being working closely alongside people they knew, they respected, who had done the job before them. Uh, there was a, another element which kind of relates to that last one, which really, which came out quite strongly, which was more, was also a bit of a surprise to me, which is the whole area of mentorship. And um, and what, because what I found was, before they went in, the students didn't really think that having a mentor when they got to the agencies was that important, but once they'd been there, that really changed. It was twenty six percent said it was absolutely essential before, it went up to forty four percent. Thought it's absolutely essential to have a mentor. And if you included people who thought it was very important, that's 91% of people thought it was really important or essential to have a mentor.
0: Why do you think that is? Why do you think, uh, if, even if you were just to guess, why do you think the numbers were so low going in and then, and then spiked
1: once they'd gone through the experience? I think it's, it's when they find themselves in the situations, and, and a lot of the time they don't know what to do, we do our best to kind of train them and give them all the knowledge, but they're still, it's kind of, they're going to find things uh, that they, have, they don't know how to handle. And having someone they can go and talk to and and help them, or if they're just getting stressed out by stuff, to to, to, to find someone to talk to who isn't the person who's evaluating their performance, I think they found, find incredibly useful. So, and someone to model their behavior of, all those kind of things. Um, I, I think they think, thought of it very much as, I'll go in there, do the job, and everything will work out fine.
0: Right, right.
1: And uh, so I think that, that was a, bit, a little bit of a surprise to them. But, but the other side of that is that actually it's one of the areas that they expressed quite a lot of dis- dissatisfaction with. Uh, 36 percent of them expressed some level of dissatisfaction with the level of mentorship they got in agencies. Uh, And one of the things I found, actually, is, is going talking to agencies afterwards. This was probably the biggest piece of news they got from my research, was the importance of this. I think they kind of, when they heard it, it was the, it was a kind of oh yeah,
2: of course type right.
1: experience. But the light goes on. The light goes yeah. on. But a lot of them hadn't actually made, uh, ensured that happened. So they just kind of go oh we'll get the interns in and we'll give them some work to do, and ha- and sometimes they'd set up structures around, but they often hadn't thought about this whole area of mentorship, uh, and and that seems to be one which is a kind of fertile ground I've found when talking to agencies. They go oh.
2: Yeah, that's something we should do more of. So hopefully that will come out of this research. Oh, excellent. And I should mention as well that um, part of the reason we're talking about this right now
0: is that your research, your the paper you wrote uh, about this research mm-hmm. was recently published in the first issue of Jipe, the J- Journal of uh, Innovation and in Polytechnic Education, which is published by Humber Press, which also publishes, uh, puts out this very podcast. The whole point of that that journal is to share this kind of research. What do you think is the benefit of sharing that re- or that kind of research? What do you think I mean, you mentioned the industry itself, we'll see that you you spoke to them and they were mm-hmm. amazed that they had they had this sort of mentorship gap was existing. What do you think that would also do um even for other faculty, for people who are working in in other schools who have, have internship programs,
1: I mean, one of the things I find is it it sort of could certainly help faculty, but I think it helps students, and that's probably for me is more important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, certainly, I use this research to say, to set up for my, for students who are going on internships to set up some expectations for them, and tell them you know this is what you should expect. This is what happened when I, you know, this is the experience other people had when they went. So you should expect that experience. The vast majority of my students said they were treated with respect. You should expect to be treated with respect. Right. But on the other hand, not very many actually met clients. So don't expect to meet clients. <laughs> so I find it giving the, the, the results to stu- my students and setting up some of those expectations I think is useful and I think although mine is specific to one industry I think a lot of the findings uh, are common that I think uh, other other programs would find the, the, the passing on some of that information useful as well
0: And I guess there's that that idea that you know you can you can say these things in the abstract you can create. Those uh, you know, uh, those expectations for students in the abstract. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually saying, "Here's what students that came before you experience, Here are the actual numbers," don't you don't have to take it from me? You can take it from the people who are a year or two years older than you.
1: And and we and we all know as teachers uh, what we say is never believed. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what, what uh, the, the, the the people who've been through it before them say is is clearly much more uh, believable. And in that context, the, you know, the finding on mentorship, I, I, I go out and tell my students: try to make sure you get a mentor. It may not be that they appoint one for you, but find one. Right. And I think that's something that it can, it can apply. In, I mean, you, you, you have interns. I don't, would that apply to yours as well?
0: Uh, it's. It did apply to the interns that I worked with, and 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 it's something I bring to the students that I'm talking to in in terms of. The, uh, the dreaded internship where you're just given a corner office and a desk and a computer and see you in three months. And I always talk to them, but they have to kind of, at that point, recognize where, what the situation they're in and go out and find somebody, find somebody who seems approachable and, you know, find a mentor, actually link to someone. And when I was working uh, in magazines, that often became how I ended up mentoring interns because they found Accounting I was you. the one they could speak to, you yeah. know, and I actually enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed sort of sitting them down, going through the work they'd done, and saying you can work on this, and this is the voice we're looking for, and these are the steps. And and you know, just as you said, they 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 often found, oh, no one's actually explained this to me before. They just said, here's the task, mm-hmm. you know, hand it in when you're done.
1: And and my my experience, I don't know what your industry is like, but my experience of the advertising industry is that people are very giving. And generous and I think it's kind of as you were alluding to they enjoy the process mm-hmm. of helping the next generation and, and, and guiding them and
2: giving them the benefit of their knowledge so it's, it's usually not that difficult it's just sometimes a matter of asking, of actually building up the courage to ask. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes time because yeah, well, we're all busy people. Absolutely. But,
1: but it, yes, if you can get out there and ask, you'll probably get a positive response.
0: The one thing I wanted to sort of end on was um, um, sort of going back to the students that you, that you did this research on, that you spoke to directly. We often, in, in a lot of the courses and programs and the way we teach here, we often try to add a, a reflective element to, to some of our assignments to get students to kind of think, okay, now you've done this task, now you've gone through this process, how do you feel differently about it? How do you perceive it differently? How do you perceive your own skills, and your own developing skills? Was there any sense when you, when you worked through this process with these students and did the research that their perceptions changed a lot, that the process of actually answering the questions you were asking Made them think through their internship a little more, uh, or, you know, have a little more reflection on their...
1: I, I'm sure that's the case. Um, hopefully not too much, because I don't want them to have skewed all their answers. Right. <laughs> um, but it's yes. I mean, essentially the research was, in some ways, a very just a very big reflection. Right. <laughs> and and and, and, and I, so I think to to a large extent it did do that. And. I didn't haven't
2: followed up to find out exactly what the that effect was but I'm sure there was one there's an opportunity for more research there's a, always reflection an opportunity. on <laughs> there's always an opportunity for more research more research always needs to be done <laughs> exactly well thank you very much Colin it's great having you here thank you very much
0: and just as a reminder if anyone wants to uh, read the uh, results of your research you just have to go to jipeCA
2: and click on the uh, the the paper with your name on it. Yes, and if uh, people have reflections on my paper, I'd love to hear what they've got to say.
0: Excellent, thank you. Next cast is produced by Humber Press and the Creative Productions team at the Centre for Teaching and Learning at Humber College. Special thanks to Panit Waugh, Santino Punozzo, Alison Lasorda, Darren Richards, and Eileen de Corsi. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to let us know what you think, email Humberpress, all one word, at Humber.ca. That's Humberpress at Humber.ca. To learn more about the workshops, teaching certificates, and other support offered through the Centre for Teaching and Learning, and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to Humber.ca slash Centre for Teaching and Learning. Thanks for listening. See you next time. That's not a pun.